0: Well, we're
2: coming to your city Gonna play our guitars and sing you a country song. We'll all be flying higher than a jetliner And if you want a little bang in your yin-yang,
1: come along I'm from michigan right we're, we're just kind of straight about what's going on and I, I think people can feel and see spin and i don't think they like it mr president what's your message to democrats who don't want you to run again they want me to run two-thirds city
0: read home. the polls read the polls jack you guys are all the same
1: seems like maybe it's a small issue it's a big issue you need to get to go I need to be able to get where you need to go to do the work and get home.
0: Freedom is back in style. Welcome to the revolution. Yeah, we're
1: coming
0: to your city. Gonna play our guitars and sing you a country song the new Sean Hannity Show. More behind-the-scenes information on breaking news and more bold, inspired solutions for America. This is a special edition of the Sean Hannity Show.
2: America trapped behind enemy lines. And day 351, since Joey, your president, promised he wouldn't abandon Americans and people with green cards and our Afghan allies and billions in military equipment. Uh, we do have a development on this. It was in the Washington Times as it relates to the Islamic Emirates of Afghanistan. The Biden administration announcing plans today. 351 days since joey said he wouldn't abandon them but anyway announced plans to streamline the application process for our afghan allies that they abandoned that assisted the u.s war effort and are seeking a special visa to live in the u.s cutting homeland security out of the adjudication process by the way how much you want to bet that the taliban is going to sneak some of some of these people into this country you watch mark my words uh, apparently now Afghans now only need to file their form with the State Department rather than fill out a second form for Homeland Security and wait for the department's approval. Uh, the only problem, guys, is you're you're a year late now. And unfortunately, a lot of these people are dead because you also left their names on a hard drive. And so the Taliban knew exactly who assisted us over the, the many years that we were there in that quagmire. Unbelievable. Just like women now can't work and girls can't go to school. The old Taliban is a new Taliban. Uh, one of my favorite stories of the day. You're going to love this. Now, we have for months now, Texas Governor Greg Abbott has been doing everything imaginable short of just taking the law into his own hands, which he's now doing. And I give him a lot of credit for it because he tried every legal Thing, used every legal tool available to him to stop the fact that Joe was aiding and abetting law-breaking, not enforcing our, our federal immigration laws, you know, building his own walls in some areas and, and doing everything possible. So finally the governor get got fed up and decided he's going to bust these illegal immigrants to Washington, D.C. And now apparently... Washington, D.C. Mayor Muriel Bowser, that's the same one that rejected the guard that Donald Trump offered two days prior to January 6th that nobody in the January 6th committee will ever talk about. But anyway, Muriel Bowser goes on face the nation, fearing that the illegal immigrants are being tricked onto the buses and sent to her city. Oh, you mean as long as it's not my backyard, it's okay. Anyway, there was a Washington Post report suggesting homeless shelters are now being filled with the illegal immigrants bust from Texas and Arizona. And Bowser admits it's a significant issue. And now she's calling on the federal government to get more involved as she fears illegal immigrants are being tricked into traveling to her city. Oh, so it's okay. As long as Texas has to deal with the problem and not me, not me. I got now. You know what? You pay enough attention, you begin to realize how Washington really works. We have a a new Kamala Harris word salad. I'll get the tape of this later. It's because of what you did then. So I'm here to ask you to do what you know how to do, because when you do what you do on all of these issues, the American people win. You can't make this up. Oh, man. And I don't know who's worse I'm going to play later in the program. Waity, oh man! There is a new montage uh, the GOP put out about Biden. I mean it 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 so, it makes you cringe. It is so bad. It's just unbelievable. Um, a Minneapolis man, single-handedly exposing the pro-criminal bias of the group BLM, the group BLM, and excoriating some of the protesters on her sidewalk for protesting the police who shot and killed a crazed thug who shot up her apartment last Wednesday, nearly killing her kids. This woman runs out of her house. She calls police uh, because the neighbor is firing his gun into her home as she's cooking dinner for her kids, leaving bullet holes in her front door, in her walls, and above her bathroom sink. In other words, this guy could have taken out the whole family. Two Minneapolis police snipers, have to shoot this guy dead because he's shooting into an innocent home where there's children. And anyway, so after a long standoff, a pistol with an extended magazine and several bullet casings found in this, in his apartment. And it, it, so the, anyway, there's protesters outside against the cops. What about this lady? What about her kids? What about they're the victims here. So she comes right. She said, this is not a George Floyd situation. George Floyd was unarmed. This is not okay. Launching at the protesters gathering for a march and a rally for the man that was trying to kill her in front of her kids, ignoring the mom's pleas for peace on her street. Then the protesters claimed injustice was done, leaving candles and flowers, uh, in front of the shooter's house. How screwed up is our system of justice that it's gotten that bad? I mean, this this is, this is insanity on so many different levels, and it's happening everywhere. One of the saddest things that I have seen, though, in a long time is this new video release about the Uvalde Police Department. And if you listen to this program regularly, you know I defend law enforcement. Law enforcement... Um, I have so much respect for it. They put their ass on the line every day to protect and serve their communities. It is tougher than it's ever been because of defund, dismantle, no bail laws. Uh, they're often the target themselves when they're out just trying to do their job. And now we have a case where nearly what we had. Now we're finding out the full story of Uvalde. The thing is, is I know so many people in law enforcement, most of the people in law enforcement that I know always wanted to be in law enforcement. It's like a calling in life. It's a passion that they've had. They're great at what they do. They they look for moments to be heroes. They know that they're going to put their life on the line any day they go to work. They don't know if they're coming home. Anyway, so we've got the video. You had nearly 400 law enforcement officers responding to that school massacre But their overall lackadaisical approach, I I cannot excuse this. I don't know what they were thinking. You know, in other words, the gunman wasn't confronted for more than an hour. And that's when 19 fourth graders and two teachers were slaughtered. And, you know, to watch this video, it is painful to me. Everybody, every friend of mine that's in law enforcement, I have a lot of friends in law enforcement. they're, They're like, this is not us. This is not – we we prepare for the opposite. We throw ourselves in a situation. If you have an active shooter, you don't sit around an hour. And it, I, at first I was like, nah, that doesn't make sense to me. There's no way these cops, you know, sat around and did nothing. But that, that apparently that's what happened. And it's so sad. And, you know, I don't know how this is going to end. What, I, I, I don't know how it ever became – came to the situation, and apparently they had trained for situations like this. So it is uh, sad. There's a crime that has made a lot of news. A Queens bus driver beaten in a in a apparently racial event, uh, a crime earlier this month, told the uh, New York Post on Sunday that one of the attackers accused her of being a fan of former President Donald Trump before all three of the assailants jumped her. Anyway, the woman's a grandmother, 57 years old, left bleeding after she was blitzed by uh, three African American women. She said, before they hit me, the girl with the green hair said, Oh, you probably like Trump, don't you? And she replied, I love him. That's when apparently the attackers bashed her in the head. I didn't see which one hit me first and anyway it's viewed as now a, a hate crime let's see let's see what happens in new york where they let people out with no bail i think you can pretty much predict which way that's headed uh a lot of news on the political front a lot of fallout from the uh president's trip to saudi arabia where oil prices have gone up significantly because it looks like saudi arabia Looks like French President Macron was correct in saying OPEC and Saudi Arabia are pretty much maxed out in terms of their production capability. There's 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 got to be, at some point in this country, somebody's got to explain on the left why it's okay to deal with Russia, Iran, Venezuela, Saudi Arabia, OPEC countries and import energy from there and not produce it domestically. When we have hundreds of years worth of supplies of natural gas, oil, and coal. Somebody's got to explain that to me. If your argument is it's about the earth, it's about climate change, it's about um, CO2, whatever your argument is, tell me why it's different. If you, if you drill for a barrel of oil or you get whatever metric of gas that you're pulling out or coal, and what difference does it make? I'll use Hillary's words. You know, at this point, what difference does it make if you get, if, if they get the oil out of those countries or we do it domestically? Because if we do it domestically, it's great for our national security. We're not relying on hostile regimes and enemy countries for the lifeblood of our economy. How is it okay to do it there, but not here? Why does Putin get the pipeline waiver and we kill the Keystone XL pipeline? Why do we kill off all the leases here and stop drilling in Anwar and exploration in Anwar and then go to Russia, Iran, Venezuela, Saudi Arabia? Because none of it makes sense. You know, it's getting so bad. Bernie Sanders went over the weekend blasting Joe Biden with his poll numbers now heading over a cliff in pretty much every poll out there anyway. So Bernie joining the chorus of criticism against Biden. Now, first of all, my thought is, why is Bernie complaining? Because the entire Bernie Biden manifesto has been implemented and his socialist utopia is failing. So you're going to blame him, but you'll put you will replace him with somebody who's going to adopt the exact same stupid policies, because we all know Joe's not in charge anyway. Anyway, so he's on one of the Sunday shows this weekend, and Sanders, you know, was asked whether Biden should have made the trip to Saudi Arabia. No, I don't think so. We have the leader of the, that country who was involved in the murder of a Washington Post journalist. I don't think that type of government should be rewarded with a visit by the president of the United States. And Joe admitted that. Guess what? He's He asked for oil. And because he didn't get the answer he wanted... Like he hadn't, OPEC had rejected him so many other times, maybe he thought by going over there, what, he can charm them? They probably looked at him and said, wow, this guy's out to lunch. Not only knows how bad it went on behind the scenes. Now, the first lady, Jill Biden, is voicing frustration about the stalled progress of, of the president and basically saying "Oh, republicans they stick together for good or evil no he what is what is she talking about the ones that stick together are the democrats the president had so many hopes and plans for things he wanted to do but every time he turned around and everything he had to address problems at the moment he had so many bad things thrown his way (laughs) who would have ever thought about what happened with the supreme court and roe v wade You know, maybe maybe we saw it coming, but we didn't believe it. The gun violence in this country. We didn't see the war in Ukraine coming coming. okay. that's the job of being president. You got to expect the unexpected. I bet they don't like it in the White House that The Washington Post is offering a list of candidates to replace Biden. (laughs)
1: it's because of what you did then.
0: So I'm here to ask you to do what you know how to do. Because when you do what you do on all of these issues, the American
2: people win. Wait till you hear the new montage we have on Joe. We'll get to that. So things are so bad. You got Bernie Sanders blasting. I mean, he's just he's livid over everything. Joe Biden. Why is he blaming Joe Biden? Well, he's also mad at Manchin. And he accused uh, Joe Manchin of sabotaging President Biden's agenda, not sabotaging his agenda. He's probably, if you listen to him, he's saving the Democratic Party from even more disaster. Joe Biden is so upsetting. We had so many high hopes. She's actually admitting that they have failed and then saying, well, it's the Ukrainian war and Roe v. Wade and gun violence. Uh, what, what's really different than what every other president has to deal with? Did you not expect that there'd be problems and challenges every day? The problem is he's not up to the job. Um, Washington Post, even going as far, is now listing, listing a list of candidates to replace Biden. That's how big the push is now getting. Number 10, AOC. Number two, Roy Cooper, the North Carolina governor. Gretchen Whitmer, number eight. God help us. Gavin Newsom, number seven. Oh my gosh. Bernie Sanders, number six. Elizabeth Warren, number five. They're counting. I'm counting backwards, obviously, um, on the list. And you'll be surprised at number one. I think. Well, besides Joe, Amy Klobuchar. Kamala Harris is three. Now that's interesting. Pete Buttigieg is two. So he's the number one replacement for Biden. And then they put Biden as number one. But really, they're saying we don't want Biden. Then Bernie Sanders blasted Biden for meeting with the Saudis, which was interesting. Then he blasted uh, Joe Manchin. And Joe Biden said he had so many hopes and dreams that just haven't been fulfilled.
0: Up for what's right with america we're back on the sean hannity show
2: all right 25 to the top of the hour uh there was video biden asked by a reporter if he regrets his fist bump why don't why don't you guys talk about something that matters now he claims that he talked about the issue of jamal khashoggi he claims that i'm not sure i believe it but if he did, I'm sure it was brought up in the mildest of forms. He had really two goals there. One was to try and encourage the Saudis to produce all of our energy because, for some reason, it's okay for to, to Mother Earth to to extract a barrel of oil from Saudi Arabia or the Middle East, but not here. As if is there a different impact on the Earth? Maybe something scientifically liberals have not explained to us. And he said, "Well, why don't you guys ask something that that matters?" Why don't you just high-five the guy that you said killed an innocent journalist? I mean, in that sense, Bernie Sanders is right. Then he had another gaffe in his speech, which was another embarrassment. Well, first we had the moment where he turns to shake somebody's hand again, and he's shaking thin air. And then I forgot whoever was around him at the time, you know, just let me direct you, Joe. You move over here. You sit down. It gets off the plane. What, what do I do now? It's so embarrassing to this country. It's humiliating. And anyway, so then Biden evokes winces from his entourage as he spoke about the selfishness of American troops on the final day of his Middle East trip. For the first time since 9-11, an American president visiting a region without American troops being engaged in combat, in a combat mission in the region, he said. By the way, you can think really... Donald Trump, he's the one, although Joe was the one that botched the the pullout in the case of Afghanistan, separate and apart. But anyway, Biden said during the speech uh, in Saudi Arabia, we will always honor the bravery and selfishness, selfishness, whoops, selflessness. He says, you can't make this up. Free new energy deal criticism, Saudi Crown Prince says it's unrealistic energy pro policies will lead to higher inflation he's telling him are are you really that stupid joe you have all this oil at home why don't you use it why are you asking me now we have the leader of uh, the president of iran saying that tehran is now capable of building a nuclear bomb that is a direct result of the idiotic deal made by biden and obama back in obama's term um it's none of this is necessary. Why is it a disaster? Why don't you just high five the guy that you accused of killing a journalist? Why don't you just high five the guy, fist bump the guy? Hey man, what's going on? Good to see you. Great. So you know this is this is where we now stand. You know, let's let's let Iran rush forward with a nuclear weapon. Let let's free up monies that have been frozen and give the iranian mullahs billions more just because you want their oil because for some reason you've convinced yourself it's okay to import oil but not produce it domestically which again makes no sense at all whatsoever whatsoever now the white house their economic advisor jared bernstein telling cnn fake news that biden's going to pursue his climate agenda with or without congress the one thing they could do that would Eliminate the high cost of energy every time you fill up. The one big thing they could do to stop this inflation that is killing every American is to become energy independent again. And they refuse to even think about it. There's no discussion about this at all. And obviously his economic agenda and his approval rating is is cratering because of it. Who wants this? This is a self-induced problem this was a preventable problem kamala harris has problems beyond her word salads as two more of her aides have have left and this high turnover nobody wants to be around her apparently she's really really impossible to deal with uh when biden was pushed about high gas prices they're coming down every single day they're still twice of what they were when he inherited them oh it's down 30 cents what was the price I paid this week? $4.79 a gallon. Gee, I'm not I'm not over $5. I'm so happy. Then we've got Mayor Pete, the genius that he is. There was an article on the uh, in some paper, I forget where. Apparently, he's planning now we have a railroad labor strike potential coming into play. 115,000 rail workers may go on strike unless Biden intervenes. Biden's got to appoint a presidential emergency board before 12:01 a.m. on the uh today or risk a potential rail shutdown. Uh that's really going to help our economy and our supply chain crisis that they also caused. Unions have worked without a contract since July of 2019. And anyway, so former mayor Pete is currently focused on making roads a lot less racist than they are today, launching what they're calling a $1 billion initiative to build racial equity into American roads. What does that mean, racial equity into America's roads? I mean, are we preventing people of one race or another from driving on the roads? Are we charging more for people based on rate? What does that mean? He said there's racism physically built into some of our highways, he said, while discussing the Reconnecting Communities program that was funded by the infrastructure. Boondoggle, transportation can connect us to job services, loved ones, but we've also seen countless cases around the country where a piece of infrastructure cuts off a neighborhood or a community because of how it was built. I have no idea what he's talking about. I don't think he knows what he's talking about. And this is the number one replacement for Joe Biden, potentially wow that's a scary scary thought on top of everything i've not given you a lot of the bad economic news and we have a ton of it and it's only going to get worse linda what have i been saying is next what what is the one big area of our economy that's now with rising interest rates let's see how smart you are and i know you're smart you have multiple masters man are we
0: grading on a curve
2: I'm grading on a curve if you need it, but only if you need it. So what is the one big area of the economy that I'm saying is next to get hit? Housing. Housing. CNBC headline, home builder sentiment plunges in July as buyers now pull back. I told you this was going to happen. I said new home construction because of these rising interest rates. That they are only going to get higher. Now, after the latest CPI numbers came in, the inflation numbers, the record one, nine point one percent wholesale numbers that came in as well at 11.3 percent. That was near a record high. And that's price increases, 11.3 percent inflation on that. That all gets passed on to we, the consumers. So just to put this in perspective for everybody. Anyway, so confidence among America's home builders, uh, fell in July to the lowest level since the start of the pandemic. Now, at the start of the pandemic, people were really nervous. Anyway, any rating above 50 on an index is considered positive. The sentiment has now fallen 24 points since March. Now, what's going to happen? Why are people going to stop? Why are homebuilders, why why is that going to end? Because instead of paying 2.8% for a 30-year fixed mortgage, or 3, or 3.2, or 3.5%, or 3.8%, now people are going to have to pay 7 and 8% for a 30-year fixed mortgage, which raises their monthly payment by thousands of dollars. It's going to price people out of the market. Now, maybe there are some people that were hoping that they could sell their home and maybe get a bigger home or a different home in a different place. They're not going to want to give up their 2.8% 30-year fixed mortgage. Why should they? Add to that another CNBC article where the reality of inflation is hitting everybody. If your income is within the range of thirty thousand to one hundred thousand dollars a year, seventy-five percent of people in that salary category say their earnings now are falling behind the cost of living, meaning Joe's inflation, which is now on average sixty-eight hundred dollars, you know, per two-family household working, or thirty-four hundred dollars per individual. Add to that the high cost of gasoline. That's going to be two grand more a year. Anyway, there's a general uptick in financial worries the last six months, but 75% say their earnings are falling behind the cost of living. Now, add to that then their 401ks, their IRAs, their retirement account, money they might have in the stock market, is tanking on top of it. And, oh, what a shocker. Joe Biden's approval rating plunging into the 20s on the economy. And, you know, Wall Street Journal had a great, great piece out. It's the reliance on green energy is strangling the West. They're saying exactly what we've been saying. They point out today, if you want to see what an existential threat looks like, look, look at this, what they're trying to point out in this piece. That our, this reliance on green energy, this religious cultism, this climate alarmist cult, and the results are soaring oil and natural gas prices, electricity grids now on the brink of failure, Look at what they're telling people in Texas, even with electric cars, electric vehicles. Yeah, don't uh, charge your car during these hours because we don't have the energy for it. Energy shortages in Europe, and it's only going to get worse because they were all dependent on Vladimir, which makes the idea that we're not leaning into energy independence just for national security reasons, even all the more, you know, all the all the more stupid, if you will, Why would we follow Europe's example? They relied on a hostile regime for their energy, and Putin's turning off the spigot and sending his oil to China and India. Anyway, the North American Electrical Reliable Corporation recently warned two-thirds of the U.S. could be experiencing blackouts this summer. Blame shrinking baseload power generation, which has been replaced by unreliable renewable energy. Regulators can't command the sun to shine or the wind to blow. And a third of the nation's coal power and 10% of their nuclear capacity is shut down over the past decade because of environmentalists. And once, by the way, after Biden's meeting with the Saudis, what happened to the price of a barrel of oil? It went through the roof. You know, it rose nearly 3% to $103.50 a barrel as of the early morning hours today. You know, it had been in the 90s as of last week, so it's going back up again. Some people are even predicting much higher Uh, cost for a barrel of oil the message is opec that makes the oil supply decision the cartel isn't remotely interested in in what biden is trying to achieve let me tell you why because they like high prices for a barrel of oil it's making them rich as hell the atlanta fed says second quarter negative growth will be worse than previously forecast The GDP now model that they have, their estimate for real GDP growth in the second quarter is now minus 1.5%, a jump from minus 1.2% that they reported, what, about 10 days ago? That would mean, yeah, officially, that would mean a recession. The West climate policy debacle. That's the Wall Street Journal article. We should put it up there. 93% of Americans concerned with inflation. Most fear the economy is going to get worse in the next year. How could it get better if you're not going to change policies? How does it get better? It doesn't. That's the point. You know, the now on Wall Street, by the way, they're expecting a lot of layoffs there. Why? Because the economy is so bad. And when the stock market tanks, people tanks either people pull their money out of the stock market and say, "Forget it, I don't have an appetite to lose any more money," or then they're certainly not going to put money in it. And, and they don't know we have such an unpredictable future because there's nobody that's, you know, the only one that's making any sense for the Democrats is the one that gets excoriated by the Democrats, which is Joe Manchin. And he's looking out for the people of West Virginia because energy is a big part of the economy in West Virginia. They're getting killed also. But don't worry, you could follow Nancy Pelosi's husband's lead. He apparently bought, according to reports, over a million dollars of computer chip stocks. Just weeks before a vote on industry subsidies. (laughs) You can't make that up. Can you imagine if you did that? Mr. Pelosi made a purchase of between one and five million shares in a semiconductor company. According to a disclosure made by Pelosi's office, he exercised 200 call options, 20,000 shares. The disclosure states Reuters reported that the Senate could vote on a bill that contains billions of dollars in subsidies within the semiconductor industry as early as tomorrow. And the bill would send as much as 52 billion in chip subsidies, as well as tax credits, in order to increase competitiveness with China. I, you know what? I bet it's just pure luck, right, Linda? I'm sure there's no insider information at all. Oh no, I'm sure it's all very above board. I bet, I bet Martha Stewart would feel the same way too.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, listen, he's a very trustworthy guy. You know, he always drives safely, never under the influence. He's a good, he's a good dude
2: the media is beginning to get it new york magazine column declaring quote the death of democrats domestic ambitions a catastrophe with a thousand fathers new york magazine uh intelligencer has out an op-ed the democrats failure is complete it wouldn't it would be too easy to blame only mansion for the death of their agenda new york magazine also going on by realistic or even minimal standards of performance, this two year term, almost certain to be the last period of Democratic controlled government for the foreseeable future, has been a failure. This is the left wing. Bernie Sanders accusing Manchin of intentionally sabotaging Biden's agenda. That's not what happened. You know, um, Bernie Sanders is just upset. Bernie Sanders should be happy. This is, this is Bernie Sanders and Joe Biden's manifesto. Unbelievable, but they're blaming. They're just reaching out. I'm telling you, it's going to get bad. The economy is not. I see no signs of any common sense filling the void of the stupidity of the climate alarmist cult. It's Just going to get worse. It's going to get harder. The Tunnel to Towers Foundation's mission is to do good and make sure we never forget. That means never forgetting 9-11 never forgetting the soldiers, the first responders that all risked their lives and bodies for our country and our communities, and never forgetting those who were sickened because of their service. Now, the Foundation is committed to helping those heroes, their families, and that means heroes like retired Air Force Lieutenant Colonel Michael Cardoz. Now, Lieutenant Colonel Michael Cardoze served his country for 20 years. He received numerous commendations, including a bronze star, and during his time overseas, he was exposed to toxic burn pits, Now, 18 hours after being diagnosed with service-related cancer, sadly, he passed away. Tunnel to Towers then paid off the mortgage on the family home, enabling his widow and his six children to stay in that home, and that removed a huge financial burden. Donate 11 bucks a month. Just go to their website, the letter T, the number 2, the letter T.org. The letter T, the number 2, the letter T.org for the Tunnel to Towers Foundation.
0: Ronald Reagan cut taxes, cut government spending, and gave us peace through strength. Now you can celebrate this great president with a limited-run half-ounce silver coin from the top-rated precious metals company, Goldco. All qualified listeners who visit HannityGold.com this week will get a free Ronald Reagan half-ounce silver coin. So go to HannityGold.com and get yours free while supplies last. That's HannityGold.com.
2: We all know the atrocities committed by Hamas and Israel on October the 7th. Now Israel is in a fight for their very survival. Now the toll on the Israeli people has been staggering and massive. Thank goodness there are groups like the International Fellowship of Christians and Jews. They're right there on the ground in the middle of this every single day. They're distributing critical essentials for hundreds of thousands of suffering Israelis. There is a great need, which is why we're partnering with the IFCJ today. Every donation is so urgently needed. Please donate. You can use your mobile phone. Dial pound 250. And when prompted, just say the keyword support IFCJ. Pound 250 from your mobile and say the keyword support IFCJ. And your gift, by the way, right now will be matched to double the impact and help provide twice the support. Anyway, pound 250. Say the keyword support IFCJ and thank you for all your support.